Let's pray. Father in heaven, once again, we invite your presence in our midst. Teach us, Father. You've promised that you will do it. Help us to understand, O Lord, certain principles in your word that we may not be deceived in the last days of which we are in. In Jesus' name, amen. The whole workshop is very basic, but this is something that I just discovered not long ago, and I thought I would just share because it has made such an impact in my life. Um, it's just cleared up quite a lot of things in my mind, and I'll just share some principles with you, and you may agree or not agree, and, and just see. It's from the Word of God, I believe. So uh, if you have any comments, feel free to raise your hand and share, and we're all in this together, okay? Uh, I want to start with just, I want you guys to give me, as an adult, I'm an adult living here in Canada, I want you to give me basic needs. So I don't want to hear BMW, I don't want to hear about um, a flat screen TV, but I want to talk about, I'm an adult, I'm a Canadian, I live in Canada, what are my basic needs? What would you classify as basic? Meaning something that I really need here in Canada. And by the way, in Canada, there's certain things that I may need that I may not need in Papua New Guinea, for example, right? Meaning, let's say I work. I need transportation to work, right? Or I think I need work, don't I, in Canada? You know, so, uh, meaning because I need to eat. And it, are you with me? Or what are basic needs, right? You can start with the most basic ones. There's no bad or good answer. Just help me out here, okay? Food. Oh, some of you like that. Water. Shelter. Clothing. Especially in Canada, we need a jacket, right? That's, that's a basic. You know, you may not have a home, but you need a jacket. <laughs> to shelter. Or that's housing, right? Give me more basic needs. Even just as a human being, we're talking about here. Job, right? Is that a need as an adult? Basic, considered, no? Yeah, you need job. And I think that's, that's, that's understood no matter if you're a Buddhist, a Hindu, a Muslim, a Jehovah Witness, a atheist. All of us kind of understand that this is what we kind of need here in Canada just to just to live, you know? What else? Protection. Security, protection. What else? Transportation. We have number 11, the bus, right? <laughs> but... Uh, in Canada, I think that's very important, right? Because especially, for example, Toronto, everything is spread. So if you want to go from somewhere, you just, you just can't walk. You know, you have to take transportation, which means that you need to have money. So which means that you need a job or you need parents that will keep giving and giving, and giving <laughs> until they give you out. All right, transportation. What other needs? 
Talk to me maybe about non-tangible things too. Okay, so you need to be able to... So that would be education, right? To survive, you need to have education, whether it's by school, whether it's by parents or something. If nobody teaches you anything, you can't talk, you can't live, right? What else? In the, sorry, go ahead. Health. Is that a basic need? I think in Canada, they, 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 um, they believe it is. That's why they give it to everybody, right? In the United States, in the, it's not the Constitution, it's the Declaration of Independence. There's three things that they mention also. Do you remember? That it's an alienable, unalienable right. Meaning, if you're a human, it's your right, period. And it's the pursuit of three things. I like to put those in too here. Pursuit of life, happiness, freedom. That kind of fits with security and so forth. Uh, happiness, uh, I think it's a, a need. I think all of us, it's a basic thing. Just want to be happy. You know, it's, it, we believe that if I'm not happy, my needs are not being met, right? It's some basic needs. Any other needs? How about love? Are we created with that basic need or no? To be loved? None of you care about being loved? Okay. I think that's a big one. Love. What else? A husband? What? <laughs> Social. Uh, that might fall under love still, but yeah, social, basic needs. Anything else? We need TV? No. You need radio? You need to know the news, don't you? Not really, right? We can survive without that. Okay, we don't need the news. Anything else? Basic. So <laughs> Is it? <laughs> Some people, that's a need. But could we live without it here in Canada? <laughs> so you need technology. Technology or communication, somehow. Communication to ends? Looks good, right? That's it. So if you guys had this, you're fine, right? Oh, basic need. God. Very good. Uh, a what? Yes, you do need a bathroom. Well, you don't need a bathroom. You can make a hole. But we do because winter, the ground is frozen. So... <laughs> So you need so, Well, you could do it in the snow. Oh, let me so, bathroom. Okay. Very good. Do you know that you'll die if you stay in your house and it gets too cold, right? So electricity. 
Now, we can live without, we, can, we, can, we can't live without a toilet, but we can live without, oh, Valmy, this is actually a, a workshop on empowering people. <laughs> so, <laughs> the Holy Spirit is moving. All right, so... <laughs> We, we're getting somewhere. We can live without a, we cannot live without a toilet, but I think we can live without a washing machine, right? Because we can wash my hand, yeah. right? So uh, bathroom would be, I think we need running water. That's very important. And that would include running water. Because in the winter, well, in the winter, you could actually heat your snow and it would become water, right? So basic needs. Anything else that you can think about? Basic needs as here in Canada, think of yourself. Uh, a comb, a brush, glasses, are those needful, yeah? Anything else? How about sh clothing? I guess that would be shoes and um, Okay, so this is basically what we need just to, and we have God down here, right? This is basically what we need just to, basic. We're not talking cell phones, we're not talking Facebook, we're not talking, uh, we can survive without it, trust me. We're not talking flat screen TV or even non-flat screen TV or even TV, period. You know, We can survive with, without these things. These are just the basic things we think, you know, just to survive. In worst case scenario, you know, we could cut a few things out, but we still would need the toilet, we still need the food, we still need the water, we still need the shelter, we still need some kind of clothing in the winter, and uh, okay, we don't have a job, but we definitely still need security. Uh, we need education because we need to know and learn and talk to people, and healthcare is definitely useful. Uh, and yes, we do need love and a social life, right? We are social beings. Okay, so basic needs. In Matthew chapter 6, verse 33, uh, these are the two, the texts that we're basing ourselves on, on for the uh, concept of seekers. Uh, Matthew six thirty-three says, Seek ye first the kingdom of God, and what? And then all these things shall be added unto who? So contextually speaking, is it to anybody? It's to him that seeks, right? Very good. So that's a good point. The first point is that it's not just anybody out there that's going to have all these things. It's specifically those that seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, right? Do you know that there are people that don't have these things, right, around the world? And uh, we could argue and say, well, maybe it's because they're not seekers. There, there may be some truth there, right? So, but contextually speaking, can you tell me, looking at your Bible, what contextually speaking is it talking about all these things? It's talking about maybe three main things. Go back a little bit in the verse. Verses. Very good. It's talking about, don't worry about what you're going to eat, what you're going to drink what you're going to wear right talks about shelter too or no 
Matthew 6, uh, which of you, 27, by taking thought can add one cubit? Why take you thought for raiment? Consider the lilies and so forth. Uh, before it talks about, isn't it your body more, than, more about life than just food and raiment? Uh, yeah, basically those are the three, contextually speaking, it speaks about. And then it talks about how the lily is well clothed. Therefore, 31, take no thought, saying, what shall we eat or what shall we drink or with which shall we be clothed? So what he does is that he goes down to the most basic of basic of basics, meaning you don't have a shelter, it's bad, but uh, maybe you can do an igloo, you know, and, and, and you can live there, right? But you can't survive without clothing, especially in Canada. You need clothing because it's not just an issue of covering your nakedness, it's an issue of, of, of survival, right? And you can't survive without food or water. Food, maybe 30 days, 40 days, after a while you're in trouble. Water, maybe three or four days, after a while you're in big trouble, right? So he cuts it down to the three basic. And then he says, look, I want you guys to do two things. I want you to focus on seeking first his kingdom and his righteousness and all these things, which is the three basic things, will be covered unto you, right? Is that a lot of things? <laughs> According to the text, it seems that God is promising these three things. Is that correct? At least these three things. Am I with me? Are you with me? Yeah. I mean, God is so merciful. God is so great. God does other things. He provides shelter, gives us job, gives us protection, transportation, education. I mean, you name it. And then if I would flip the page and have a list on wants and what wants we have, I think it would be 10 times this. You know, for everything to, I have my little slippers that has to have that little thing and then I have my brush and, you know, you, how many dresses or pants do you have? And we could go on and on and on. Instead of saying, I just have one pair of pants and one shirt, which is the majority of the population of the world does have one change of clothes, you know, I have so much that I can say is my wants, right? So we're talking about all these things. Philippians chapter 4, we're talking about basic needs. So Philippians 4, um, it's a nice text, one of my favorites. Philippians 4, this is Paul speaking, verse 19. It says, can someone read it for me? My God, God, this is Paul. Did Paul know God? Yeah. So he's saying, my God shall supply all your needs according to his what? Riches. Is God rich? How rich is he? He owns what? Everything. So it could, could it be that God actually gets to the point where he lacks to be able to provide for all these 7 billion people? Or at least those who believe that we're talking about here, that are seeking? Will it ever get to the point that God will not have enough to provide? No. Because God shall supply all and just according to his riches. And his riches is, is infinite. Therefore, he can provide all your needs. Right? Some people... Are there some people in the world that lack food? Are there Christians in the world that go hungry? 
what are you telling me? You're telling me that they're not really Christians because if they were Christians, they wouldn't go hungry? I'm just asking. Because God says, look, if you seek first my kingdom and my righteousness, all these things that I've just talked to you about, about eat, drink, and clothe, I'll provide, and, and more. Paul says, look, God is wealthy. God owns everything. Trust him. He will supply all, not your wants, but all your needs he'll supply. Guaranteed. Trust in him. He'll come through for you. Okay, so maybe we just need to assume that these Christians that go hungry are not really seeking fully his kingdom and his righteousness. Is that a good assumption? I mean, just to ease my conscience maybe or just make it make sense? Does the word of God contradict itself? So if I don't understand, where's the problem? With my brain? <laughs> Very good. All right, let's keep going. The, the reason I think this is important, because there is a formula out there, and it goes like this. What does that say? False expectations equal what? Bitter disappointments. False expectations equal bitter disappointments. It's a formula that never fails, unfortunately. Never fails. Um, this is one that um, I find a text that's a little hard to swallow, but I'll read it anyways. It's Hebrews chapter 11, verse 32. And, uh, you know, it's the, the chapter on faith, and you know how there's a section that has amazing acts, and then there's another section that focuses on things that are maybe not so pleasant. In Hebrews 11, verse 32, uh, speaking about after speaking about all these people that did amazing things through faith. And what shall I say more? For the time would fail me to tell of Gideon and of Barak, of Samson and of Jephthah, of David also and Samuel and of the prophets, who through faith subdued kingdoms, wrought righteousness, obtained promises, stopped the mouths of lions, quenched the violence, lions, quenched the violence of fire, escaped the edge of the sword, out of weakness were made strong, waxed valiant in flight, turned to flight the armies of the aliens. Amazing what you can do through faith. By the way, faith takes different shapes and different forms depending on what it's faced with. Uh, women received their dead, raised to life again, and others were tortured. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> we're talking about amazing victories and people killing, you know, the bad people and all kinds of amazing things. And then in the same breath, this is still by faith, mind you. Others were tortured not accepting deliverance that they might obtain a better resurrection. And others had trial of cruel mocking. Wait a second. They don't have protection or security. And scourging, yea, moreover, of bonds and imprisonment. 
They were stoned, they were sown asunder, were tempted, were slain with a sword. They wandered about in sheepskins and goatskin, being destitute, afflicted, tormented, of whom the world was not worthy. They wandered in deserts and in mountains and in dens and caves of the earth. Would you like to be, that to be your experience? <laughs> Wouldn't that be wonderful just to go into caves and just have sheep's clothing and and have armies go after us and try to kill us. By the way, some of us, mo you know, if things happen, might just, that might just happen to some of us. Uh, so, okay, here we can see that a lot of these people's basic needs were being taken away. But this is the one that threw me off a lot. It's in 2 Corinthians chapter 12. 2 Corinthians chapter 12, looking at verse 20. Four. Because in Hebrews, yes, some of them, of what we uh, see happen to these obviously godly people, people that the world was not even worthy of, uh, it knocked directly on a lot of these. But we don't know about water, food, and clothing, right? Because God has said, all these things shall be added unto you. And specifically, contextually speaking about that. Second Corinthians 12, looking at verse uh, 24, it's, uh, no. 2 Corinthians 12, verse 24. There is no 24. I think I was testing you. Have no fear. God is here. E 2 Corinthians 11. Let's try that. Verse 24. This is Paul speaking. Who is the one that says, God shall supply all my needs? Who said that? Paul. So this is Paul again. Of the Jews, five times received thy forty stripes, save one. That means he was beaten almost to death. 25. Thrice, three times I was beaten with rods. Once I was stoned. Three times I suffered shipwreck a night and a day and have been in the deep. Uh, okay, the guy is, obviously, a lot of his basic needs are taken away from him. In journeying often in perils of waters, in perils of robbers, in perils by mine own countrymen, in perils by the heathen, in perils in the city, in perils in the wilderness, in perils in the sea, in perils among false brethren, in weariness and painfulness, in watching often, in hunger and thirst, in fasting often in cold and nakedness. Wait a second. Wait a second, wait a second, wait a second. Is Paul God's man or no? Yeah. Is he an apostle? Yeah. Did God use Paul in a mighty way? The proof is you're holding it in your hand right now. Paul was hungry in thirst and in cold and nakedness. Did Paul seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness? I mean, if Paul didn't do it, I don't know who'd. But here we read that Paul is saying, you know, often, this is not just something that slipped and maybe God just didn't see it and it, oh, oh, oh whoa, 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 I'm supposed to provide for these things. But it says, often, often I was hungry, 
Often I was thirsty. And don't even talk to me about bathroom and about transportation, education, and technology, and love, and whatever. I mean, people hating me to the core. Don't talk to me about this. Just talk to me about the three basic, because if I seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, all these things are added unto me. Contextually speaking, all these things speaks about food, water, and clothing. What happened? Please, explain to me, because I'm struggling here. I don't want to become an atheist. Please, please. Tell me, <laughs> tell me, is, is your version of the Bible saying the same thing as mine? Are you seeing a problem here or no? Please, doctor, enlighten me. <laughs> Are you understanding my dilemma or no? And, and, and guys, The reason this has been a struggle for me is because I read something like Paul, that's one, but I hear about Christians being raped. Things like that, that, and I can go on the list on and on of certain things that you think, is there a God? You know, I mean, and, and this is not atheists, these are Christians. You know, and, and we've read about even in Hebrews about how people were cut in half and thrown to the lions. And, and of course, but that was barbarian. That was back in the days. And who knows? But I'm talking about these days. You hear about things that happen. And then things start happening in your own life that you pray and you claim the promise of God. And wait a second. I mean, I'm talking basic needs here. And so we enter the last days. And I go hungry. And I go hungry. And it's been a week and a half, and I haven't eaten yet. Expectations. And so I pray, and I claim the promises of God, and I say, no, God has promised I mean, he, he must, he'll supply all my needs. And right now, the, the, all I need is food. And a day passes and I don't have food. And another day passes and I don't have food. And so what happens is people turn against God. And they can say, you know, I'm explaining to you this in a deep level. We have thousands of young Christians every day that are experiencing this in a superficial level. You know, they're just, they have an understanding of the word, they have certain expectations, and God, they pray, God doesn't answer. I, I, I can live without God. I've been living without Him and feel guilty. For once, I decide to give my life to Him. For once, I decide to do, you know, just to, and, and He doesn't care. Fine, I don't care. And, and, and friends, this is something that happens by the thousands of young people and not so young that just walk away from God. False expectations. But then, isn't the word of God true? Isn't what our faith should be based upon? If I can't trust the word of God, what can I trust? We just learned in the last session that true faith, that great faith, is based on what? The word and the word only. Yes, Miriam. 
Help me, please. I'm about to sink. You had raise your hand. So what you're saying is that um, God is bigger. We don't always understand his purpose. And I think that is true. It's just that my point is that if I can't trust God's word for the most basic of my necessities, what tells me, that's the reasoning, meaning I'm not I do understand that in a Christian life, there is the component of the greatness of God above our understanding. But there's also enough that God has given us to be able to base our faith on, right? And what I'm saying is that if I can't trust God or seemingly trust Him for the most basic of my necessities, then how can I also trust His promises that He'll give me peace or that He'll forgive my sins? Or that, I don't know if you understand what I mean. Meaning, how can I promise that okay, he's forgiven my sins, and, and okay, I believe, but how can I really believe that heaven is for real, you know? Where, where heaven is an abstract thing, and food is, is I feel, you know, I, I need to eat. It's, I'm going to die if I don't eat. So I don't know if you understand the little struggle there that, that I have. Um, But it's not an issue of death. It's an issue of belief in God's word. I don't mind, I don't mind, but dying. But can I believe his word? If you kill me for his word, for a righteous cause, yes. But will I die for something that I can't trust? Um, let's rehash. 
false expectations leads us to bitter disappointments. You just have to simply look at the start of our movement. It was a movement that was led by God. It was prophesied that the bitter disappointment would come. But nevertheless, the formula still worked. They had certain expectations. People sold their lands. Some people didn't even sell it. They gave stuff away. And Jesus is coming back. And that was just more proof that I have faith. And, and Jesus didn't come back. I don't think we will f ever fully understand what those believers went through. You know, there's one thing to being dumped by a girl or a guy. You know, that hurts, and that's disappointing. But the fact that you, you believe it's all over, you're going to have, I, I don't think we'll ever imagine the disappointment, the sorrow. Ellen White tells us that they wept more than if you lost somebody. I mean, they, they just wept and wept. I mean, they, they just, false expectations, bitter disappointments. Um, so we must, must understand we believe the word of God. We believe that is true. We have read a few texts this, this afternoon. Let's sum it up and then try to find some solution to our problem. In Matthew 6, 33, it says, look, if you seek me first, uh, my righteousness and the enlargement of my kingdom, I promise you that all these things shall be added unto you. What are all these things? It's water, it's food, it's shelter. And therefore, God says, because I'm going to provide these things, I don't want you to worry about them. Because you worry too much. You worry about that. And he didn't even start talking about the LCD screen, whatever, TV, or plasma, LC, LCD. He just said basic. You guys worry about the basics. But listen, if you do my will, if you seek first these two things, don't worry about the basics. I will take care of them. All these things shall be added unto you. To add even more emphasis, Paul said, look, my God is rich. My God is wealthy. My God has sustained me. My God shall supply all your needs. And definitely that includes the basic. For us Canadians, this is our basics. But he's just at least talking about these three basics. But then we've discovered that there are some Christians that suffer. And what we consider as basic in Canada needs uh, like security uh, many of them their securities are violated they don't have freedom their happiness in a certain way is taken from them by the killing of their loved ones and so forth people were christians were experiencing that in hebrews or history of gods and they're still experiencing it today so okay maybe we can settle with okay take away these basic needs but at least we know for sure that these three are set. But then we came across an impasse, right? Is that a word in English? No. Um, <laughs> a problem, right? Our problem is that when we, 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 we discovered Paul, Paul says, look, my God shall supply all your needs, but almost in the same breath, or a book later, or before he says, look, I was many times hungry, many times, and many times. Um, the first point I want to bring forth is this. When God promised that he'll give us food, I know I'm going somewhere with this, so you might think it's cheesy, but there's some truth in this. God never promised how many meals a day he would give you. Are you with me? 
So when we talk about food, we think about some basic. We think, okay, well, I need three meals a day, at least one meal. But did God tell us how many meals he would give us? Please help me. No, right? So just the fact that Peter or Paul was writing it means that whatever food he got was enough to get him to where he was. <laughs> Are you with me? So sometimes he may only have a meal for one week. Did God provide the food? He provided to keep him alive. And the fact that he's writing the letter after experiencing that many times states that God fulfilled the promise. Expectations. He obviously had water. Maybe two days he couldn't find water. But the third day, you can better believe it, he got his water. Because six days he wouldn't be there. Did God promise how many times he'd give you water? God never promised you how much times he'd give you water. He never promised you he'd give you juice. Nothing. He just said, I'll, promise, I'll give you water. And I, he didn't but obviously it sustained him. Expectations. Clothing. Even in another part in the writings, Paul speaks about being cold. Being naked, he speaks about here. Being chilled. It's not even an issue of decency. It's an issue of, of coldness. The, the coat or the cloak or the blanket must have come sometime for him to be still alive. Great Controversy tells us that God's people in the last days will have to face weariness, hunger, and delay. In all these circumstances, we see delay. The food was provided, but boy, it came late. The water came, but man, I wish it had come a little bit early, maybe even in the format of a juice or whatever, right? And clothing, it came. Weariness, hunger, and delay if we want to survive in these last days. Expectations. In Jeremiah 10.23, it tells us, I'll just read it real quick. It tells us, uh, O Lord, I know that the way of man is not in himself. It is not in man that walketh to direct his steps. In Proverbs 3, it says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not unto it your own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him and he shall direct thy path. In Philippians chapter 4, I'm getting somewhere with this. In Philippians chapter 4, this is the same chapter that Paul says, My God shall supply all your needs. Within the same chapter, in verse 11, it says, Not that I speak in respect of want, for I have learned in whatsoever state I am therewith to be content. I know both how to be abased and I know how to abound. Everywhere and in all things I am instructed both to be full and to be what? hungry. Are you with me? Philippians 4 verse 12. Both to abound and to suffer what? Need. I can do all things, he ends by saying, through Christ who strengthens me. This is the principle, I believe, that we must understand. If you forget everything I say, remember this. God will supply all your needs. God will supply all your needs. In Matthew, we are asked 
we are told to ask him to supply for all our needs. It says, ask and it shall be given. Don't you think as a father, I don't want to give, I mean, you, give, you don't give stones to your kids and you don't give scorpions when he wants food. I'm your father, I love you, I will provide. Ask, ask and it shall be given. My God shall supply all my needs. I need to ask that he supplies all my needs. But it is God that determines what is my need. Are you with me? We, ex we believe we have a certain understanding of what is our need. And it's very dangerous, especially in Canada, because I shudder when I think of the last days and God's church. And I can see so many people's expectations of what God needs to do and God will do and I pray and God will answer. I mean, we're not even suffering persecution, but you have people pleading and crying and, you know, that God will give me a job. I know he will. And I said, you know, he, I believe he will. But what if he doesn't for a month or for six or for a year? And you know what? What if he never provides you a job? No, that's impossible. I mean, God, God is faithful. God, God, God always comes through. I mean, God, what if he doesn't? And the truth is that if he doesn't, many of us, we're still Christians, you know, but there's something in our hearts that says, I can't fully trust him. Or it's a 50-50 thing. You know, sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes he gives me stuff, sometimes it doesn't. There's so many things psychologically that happens in your mind if you have false expectations. So my God shall supply all my needs. I know that. I am told to ask for my needs. But the bottom line is this. Let God determine what is your need. Because if you start determining what you need, you say, I need at least one meal a week. And if God gives it to you one week, one meal every eight days, what happens? You understand what I mean? God is the one that must determine our needs. Therefore, I am not the one to direct my steps, even in expectations. I'm not the one to direct my steps. I need to trust God. And when Proverbs says, in all thy ways, acknowledge him, he shall direct thy path. I believe it also includes this. Trust him in all your ways, and he will direct you. Sometimes the need uh, that I have is greater than physical. And by causing delay in giving me food, water, and clothing, delay in all these other things that the Canadian lifestyle demands, or maybe even the complete elimination of them, there is a greater need that he's trying to fulfill either in me or in teaching or helping me to be a light or a witness for his glory to those around me. It is God that is to determine what I need. Um, Having said all that, my greatest desire for all of us, you know, is that God will bless all of us, you know, with, with good husbands, good wives, good children. When I go home at night and I see my children, my wife, we have a home now in the country, we don't own it, but we rent it, you know, and just blessing after blessing, I can go to my cupboard or my, and find food, I can go to my closet and just, um, you know, I, 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 I don't know what to wear. And I can actually wear something, and my wife can actually tell me, 
I don't like what you're wearing. Go and change. And if, if I only had one shirt, she wouldn't be able to tell me that, you know. And <laughs> she could. It would be shirt or no shirt. But, you know, I, and sometimes I lay at my bed and I tell my wife, sweetie, we are so blessed, you know. And we're doing literature evangelism, which is a difficult work. We're being rejected by men. Listen, that's, we are so blessed. You know, we have, I'm such a wealthy man. But I tell her, sweetie, you know, what if God took away? And she doesn't like when I talk that way, but what if God actually took away one of my children or both of them? You know, what if God took, I tell her, what if God took me away or took you away? You know, what if we were on the streets? You know, because, you know, we're doing ministry and we're, we're paid so little and it doesn't. Hey, my life is his hands. If God wants me to be on the street, that's his problem. He'll just have to provide for me on the street. And uh, maybe he'll provide me a cardboard box. I don't know, but I know he'll provide me something, right? And I think, how many things that God has to take away from me before I can get to the point where I say, you know, I don't trust God anymore. Friends, our God is faithful. Our God will supply our own needs. Ask God to supply his needs. But trust him to determine what your needs are. And for you, he may see that you need money, and he'll give it to you. He may see you need a husband, he'll, a wife. But God may decide, Abu, you never need a wife. You don't need one. Ouch. <laughs> I'm saying this with a smile. <laughs> but there is truth in there. Are you with me? We need to be, Lord, you determine my need and even my basic needs, and I will trust in you. Let us pray. Father in heaven, we are so blessed. We live in a country of plenty and even in the church we have freedom to worship and we don't know what it means to be per really persecuted we don't know what it means to really suffer for our faith yes some of us have lo lost loved ones and we have gone through pain through sorrow but every day we can go home to some place we have a bed that we can lay on. We have a fridge that we can get food out of. We have water that we can drink. And not only these basic needs, you have provided so much more. But Father, we know that there will come a day for some of us that we might get hungry. And we'll get thirsty. And some of us, if we are faithful to you and we believe that the time is soon, that your coming is soon, we'll be chased from our homes be running to the mountains and caves trying to find a place to hide. And all that we hold dear to our hearts will be taken away. Family members may turn against us. Individuals will be killed before our own eyes. And Father, this is not make-believe. We know this will happen. And when that comes, Help us always to have faith in you. We want to let you decide what our need is. Even to the most basic of our needs, we give that to you, Lord. For we know 
that we can trust you. And Father, when it's all said and done and we see you come in the clouds of glory with the mighty angels and the trumpet sound, we'll realize it will be worth it all, Father. Help us to endure until then. Give us a love for you that will not fail. And thank you, Lord, for instructing us that we may not experience bitter disappointments in these last days. In Jesus' name, amen. This media was brought to you by Audioverse, a website dedicated to spreading God's word through free sermon audio and much more. If you would like to know more about Audioverse, or if you would like to listen to more sermons, please visit www.audioverse.org.